Digital Audio Health by Cymatrax. Welcome to the Rhonda Grant Show with your host, Rhonda Grant. If you believe that there is more to life than what you see right now and you want to find out more, listen in as her guests share their journey and their extraordinary experiences. Now, here is your host, Rhonda Grant. Welcome to the Rhonda Grant Show. Sometimes the universe has a way of placing people or obstacles in your path to help guide and direct you on your mission. Listen in as we discover the path my guest has traveled. Has she been inspired by a calling, crafted her journey, or a bit of both? I invite you to embrace the conversation and to use it to help you to recognize if this is happening in your life. Our guest today is Tiffany Patterson, certified natural health professional, sacred priestess, and angelic Reiki master teacher. As a certified natural holistic professional, Tiffany Patterson has dedicated her life to promoting holistic health and wellness. With four little ones of her own and running her own holistic practice, she deeply understands the importance of nurturing the mind, body, and soul. Welcome to the Rhonda Grant Show, Tiffany. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so blessed to be here. Well, I am so happy that you are on the show. So let the audience know a little bit about yourself and how you ended up where you are right now. Yeah, I'd love to. So my name is Tiffany Patterson. I am a mompreneur. I am the owner um, and practitioner at Sacred Lotus and the Healing Hut here in St. Louis, Missouri. I was the typical nine to five mom. I dropped my kids off to daycare every day, picked them back up, seen them for a couple hours, threw them to bed, and then was back at it the next day. And I just wanted more. I didn't want to be that mom. I wanted to spend more time with my kids. And so I decided to start running my own business. And it wasn't what I expected. It was a hobby of mine that I grew into at a young age and just continued to explore from there. And so um, I love empowering women to break out of that traditional paradigm of what motherhood's supposed to look like, what mm-hmm. parenting's supposed to look like, and to really step into their own and create their own reality. Mm-hmm. Now, what were you doing? What was your job before you stopped working? So I actually worked at Edward Jones. I ran mm-hmm. my own office with the financial advisor that I worked with. Mm-hmm. And so you just had a yearning to be spend more time with your children, but not only that, develop something that you had sort of had wings when you were younger. Can you tell us about what that was? Yes. So when I was younger, I was bro- I was born and raised in a Southern Baptist church. And so we had a lot of morals and principles that we had to follow. And whenever I got into my high school years, I had learned that there was something different about me that most people didn't pick up on. I was able to get those intuitive hits and I knew things that most people didn't know. And I had complete strangers coming to me telling me their life story going, I don't know why I'm telling you this. It just kind of happened. And so 
I started dabbling more into the healing side of things, the paranormal side of things. And that's completely against everything I believe. And so whenever I was looking for that support, looking for that help and trying to figure out why I was different, trying to figure out why was this happening to me? I'm a Christian girl. This isn't anything I went and searched for. It just kind of fell in my lap. And anybody that I knew or trusted, I basically was going against our beliefs and our morals. And so I didn't have anywhere to go. And mm-hmm. whenever I turned 19, I decided to leave my my parents and go off and do my own thing, which is where I really started jumping into the paranormal side of things. I was seeing and hearing things that most people couldn't. And the only way I could find out how to get into that is by becoming a paranormal investigator. And that's what I did. I was actually on Ghost Hunters. I worked at the Moore Smell Hotel. And I got into a lot of things in all the wrong ways and all the wrong reasons and kind of got myself in some energetic trouble, which I was not very fond of. And I cut ties to what I had started building. And several years later, I actually ran into my now husband, whose best friend's wife was a Reiki practitioner. And she was listening to my story because she already knew that I was kind of into this stuff because of just her own intuition and instincts. And so we started talking and she goes, oh, honey, you realize there's a good side of this that you can actually heal and use to support others and all these things. And she goes, would you like to know more? And so that's how I started creating my side hobby of becoming a Reiki. Um, I actually became an angelic Reiki practitioner and I was doing Oracle cards and everything just for fun. And I decided Mm -hmm. that that's what I wanted to do full time versus sitting in front of a desk and a computer and I could work from home and do what I loved and spend time with my kids and create something that I honestly loved doing. And so that's when I decided to take that leap of faith. And I was terrified, (laughs) absolutely terrified the whole Mm -hmm. entire time. I decided to leave my very secure nine to five job and start running a business that I had no idea how to even run. (laughs) Well, it is scary to because it's a leap and it's a leap of faith. And what it is, is you're now believing in yourself instead of believing in the teachings of others and and developing yourself. Um, But I want to take you back there to the beginning of your story, because there are people who just like you, when we don't know enough about this, it's easy to get into that energetic trouble. Because we don't know that, you know, this types of gifts or abilities, special abilities that you have, there is a good side and a bad side. And that it's very easy when you're unsure and you're still developing your gifts and becoming acquainted with these things to mistakenly cross over. So tell us about that. Yeah, so I I didn't have any tools or resources. And mm-hmm. actually, one of the reasons why I found out I was so intuitive was because my boyfriend at the time's brother used to work at this really old mansion, the hotel that I used to work at. And I knew nothing about it, but I was always fascinated with it. It's a very historic building. It's very old, run down. He goes, Hey, do you want to go inside? And I was like, yes. And so when we were in there, I was hearing things. I was seeing things, things were happening. And he was even freaking out because he's like, what is going on? I'm like, I have no idea. Did you hear that? And he goes clear as day. And he's like, nobody else is in here with us. It's just us. And like, 
interesting. And then when we left and we were telling the owner about it, he goes, you want a job? And I'm like, sure. Well, Mm -hmm. I didn't have respect or boundaries to spirit. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know, you know, just like us, they have, you know, feelings and they Mm -hmm. have morals and responsibilities as well. And not all of them are good. Some of them are bad. And there was a, what we call our intuition, our gut feeling. I didn't know how to use that. And so as a young child, I still call myself a child. I was a child. Mm -hmm. Um, As an 18, 19 year old girl, learning something new, finding out, Hey, I can do this. I was just running with it. And I wasn't taking into account that, you know, I was being disrespectful in ways, even though I wasn't intentionally trying to, I was invading their space. I was, you know, I was being very, um, I wouldn't want anybody to treat me that way. And, you know, if somebody came to me that I didn't want to talk to, instead of being like, Hey, talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, you move on. And so there's a lot of things that I wasn't doing and spirit gets angry. Spirit gets emotional, just like we do. And so, you know, we did upset a lot of spirits and because of that, you know, comes karma, it comes bad juju, however you want to look at that. Um, And so there was some darker sides of things that were coming forward at the hotel. And instead of saying, you know what, that's not for me, I was like, ooh, what's this? And I was kind of poking the bear. And so really getting those instincts of trusting, like, hey, if I wouldn't want somebody to treat me like this, I shouldn't be treating somebody else like this. And so, you know, one of the big things that I teach my students and my practitioners is that what you put out comes back to you tenfold. And so take things with ease and grace and stay curious, but also stay an ethical moral support and stay to your true authenticity. You don't want to go at this and be putting, you know, messing with that bad energy, those lower vibrations, because all you're going to do is bring yourself down. You're going to bring your energy down and then you're going to bring the energy down around you. And so staying true to you, staying grounded and making sure that you're looking into things that feel right, that feel authentic, that feel high vibe, as we call it, and not like mm-hmm. that creepy, I just want to crawl into myself kind of energy is really important because I didn't listen to that. And that's where I started getting into trouble with having those bad energies sticking around. I ended up getting into a lot of negative, lower vibrational things like money issues, relationship issues all the things. And so my reality started reflecting the energy that I was attracting myself to. And that is, I think, a really key, important part to people knowing if you're getting wow. it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Pay attention to the energy that you're playing with, because that's what's going to create your reality. And so you want those higher vibe energies. So you have those high vibe realities, those manifestations, those things you want and desire, not the things that you don't want and you don't desire. Wow. Okay. Well, you know, it's so important that you talked about that because there's some people that aren't aware of their energy. They don't know that their energy is high unless they're giggling and laughing or it's Christmas or their birthday. Their energy tends to be a little bit higher, but they don't realize that they can exercise that daily. And when you raise your energy or vibration, you can raise it even higher. And lower energy people seem to be people who are not happy and it's low, it feels heavy. And so I really understood and I never, ever made a connection about lower energy spirits and, you know, physical human being had lower energy and could attract. That's really insightful. 
And because, you know, when you start to learn about your gifts, and with you, for instance, you had to hide them, but a lot of people had to hide them, even in families, you know, maybe mom or dad or your other siblings, like, what are you talking about? And so you tend to hide anyway, because you don't want others to know about it. Well, because the first time you start talking about it, you realize, no, that's taboo, like you're not that, you know, don't go there with people. So I guess my next question to you is, when you learned that there was two different sides of this, and you started raising your vibration, in raising your vibration, instead of the negative or that side of it, how did it feel to be on the other side of it? I loved it. So one of the things that I I wanted to do was really stick to the angelic side of things because that was my background. I was raised in a church. I was familiar with working with the angels and all the things. And so I stuck to those angel-like talents, I guess you can say. I did angelic I did angelic angelical oracle readings. And so I stayed really integrity with who I was while trying to figure out and navigate these talents that I had. And the more I started really believing and trusting in what I was doing, the more I actually grew my relationship as a Christian um, into really understanding, you know, when we're talking to spirit, we're talking to angels, you know, not always is it angels, but for the most part, it's angels. And so setting those intentions, setting those um, asks of prayer, whatever that is, are all the same, you know, as long as we're directing them to the person that feels most in alignment with us, it's the same concept. And the nice thing about doing the mediumship and doing the cards with it was I was able to get a response back. So many people talk about unanswered prayers and I held in my hands the tools to actually get answers and guidance for the questions that we so desperately were asking for, for those prayers that we were so desperately seeking. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't share that with my family because it was against what we believed. And so Mm -hmm. it was really hard trying to step into that. And, you know, I never once ever wanted to disrespect my family or my church family because they've always loved and supported me. But I also wanted to make sure that I was making my own truth. And so growing into those higher vibrations and moving into more of aligned work of what I was looking for, mm-hmm. I started creating the life I wanted to live. I found a fantastic relationship. We ended up getting married. We have four beautiful kids. I'm working mm-hmm. from home doing something I love. I created my own space. Like the more I stepped into alignment with those higher vibrations, those things that felt authentic and real to me, the more I was able to create the reality that I wanted to live in. And it wasn't always easy. There was always those ups and downs, but it's the way you look at it. You can say, you know what, this took me out and I'm going to let it take me out or there's something better. Mm-hmm. How can I navigate around this? How can I change what needs to be changed to make this more authentic to make this more in align with who I am and what I want to do. And that's where playing with those higher vibrations and seeing and being open to new possibilities really allowed me that opportunity to just grow and manifest exactly what I wanted. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. So you're talking about energies and you're talking about getting messages. So, you know, if I'm, if I'm an audience member, I want to ask you, where are you receiving these messages into your body? Are they audible? 
Are they whispers like intuitions? Like, what does it feel like? Like if people right now are at home and they have these abilities and they're still sorting through, because you know, it doesn't happen overnight. Like this is a long process of abilities and you are sort of courting them and then playing with them and wondering if you want to keep them or not, if you're comfortable with them. And so there'll be people at, you know, at home right now or on the road listening to this podcast, wondering, you know, I don't really know what I'm to listen for, look for, is it in a human, you know, English language that I'm looking for? Is it a scent? Is it, what is it? It can be all the above. <laughs> all the above, I know. All the above. Um, so, one of the things that I, in my, my learnings was, mm-hmm. really, I, I call it my library. I had to yeah. set up almost my own library of how I understand and communicate with, you know, the, the spirit, the other side. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that I did, I was like, okay, if you're trying to get my attention, here's how you can do it. If I'm out open to receive messages, here's how I step into that. And basically I had it like a doorway. So I'm very visual with my mind's eye. I can close my eyes and I can picture this entire room and the computer and everything in front of me so seamlessly. It just happens. And so when I'm talking to people, what I do is I basically have like my space. Mm -hmm. And when I'm ready, I open the hut door and I actually have a guide team. And Raphael is one of my main guys. I call him my bouncer. He helps navigate who's coming in and out of my space, my energy Mm -hmm. to make sure that it's 100% intentional for what I'm looking for and for the highest good involved. And so I know it helps with the radio like clearance. It helps make sure I'm not getting distracted, getting those lower energies or anything like that. But there's certain things that I could just hear. Like if I would ask a question, I would hear a response in my head. I'm like, Ooh, does that feel good or no? And so most of us have that, but what we hear is our ego. So when we're judging ourselves, when we're judging others, when we're like, oh my gosh, what is that person thinking? You know, that's our ego side that's stepping forward and saying, you don't look cute. You need to wear something different. Like it's usually typically negative or it's telling us that we can't do that. It's not safe. And so there's a difference between listening to our ego and listening to our intuition and our intuition are those mom gut feelings, or, you know what, this doesn't feel right. I'm going to go this way instead. And then you find Mm -hmm. out, oh, there was an accident. I would have been late to work, or I could have been in that accident, whatever it was. And so it's very subtle, but it's, it's different. It's more positive. It's more light. It's more in alignment with what you're doing. So if you're asking for God, show me a sign then pay attention to what's going on around you. You know, a lot of people resonate with numbers. A lot of people resonate with feathers or birds or, you know, the song that comes onto the radio. Those are all ways that your team can be talking to you and you not even know it. And so set some time aside to say, you know what? I want to build this skill that I have. Let's figure out a way that feels most comfortable for me. And then as you continue to build those skills, you can expand them. And then as you expand them, it just comes so naturally to you. You don't even realize that's what you're doing. And so that's why I have a way of saying, hey, yes, I'm on. And no, I'm not on. Because spirit will be like, oh, hey, you're a medium. (laughs) Here we go. And I'll be out having dinner with my family. And there's, you know, all the stuff coming in. And it's like, nope, I'm, I'm with my family. Like, you have to have boundaries, right? You still have to have boundaries. Yeah. Be careful what you wish for. (laughs) Right. It can come in like a flood and then you'd be like, oh no, how do I turn it off? And you don't want to turn it off. No. 
definitely want to make sure that you're setting those boundaries and that, you know, you're being respected because this is a gift and it's something that we are willing to support and help others with, whether they be here in the human side or on the spiritual side, but it's still something that needs to be, you need to be respected, you know, and that's on all levels and layers, not just on the personal side, but also on the energetic side is if something's not respecting your boundaries or your wishes, you can kick them out of your field or you can tell your team, Hey, out like not happening. And mm-hmm. that's the beauty about all of this is you're not in this alone and you don't have to be alone. And it's just being open to seeing what that looks like and feels like to you and playing with it. Mm-hmm. Well, and I've also heard that people will surround themselves visually with white light of protection for that whoever wants to talk to you doesn't talk to you at that time because you're busy. Obviously, they can see you're busy, but they're still there hungry for giving you information. So when the information comes to you, where does it come? Does it come into your head? Does it come into your heart? Like, where is this residing in you? Because that's what people want to know. Because people want to know if what they're feeling and doing and seeing and hearing is similar to what you are, because they're tapping into this podcast because of your name and what you do, right? Yes. Yeah. So for me, it's very visual. It's very audible. audible. Mm -hmm. Um, Clear audio. Audio. Yep. Yep. And so typically, like I said, the way it's it's all in my head, like I can see it within my mind and my mind's eye, it's playing out, you know, um, if I am being greeted by somebody because, you know, I, there's been several times that I've been out and I just needed to relay a message for a loved one. And the stories that I love to share is I didn't know this guy from Adam. Like I didn't know him at all. And I had this person who was like, I need to talk to my son. I need to talk to my son. And I was out with my family and that's a big boundary of mine. And so my team knows that Mm -hmm. if it's like really important that Mm -hmm. I have a cue. And so in my head, I kept hearing the cue and I'm like, okay, let me get situated and then like I'll tap in. And so I I seen the person and they were like knocking on the door. Like, cause like I said, I see the hut in my mind. And so they're like knocking on my door, like trying to get my attention to come in. And so I heard the audible, like my cue. And so I was like, okay, I'm ready. Like what's going on. And so I just, in my mind was having a conversation with my team and my hut, like, Hey, this is what's happening. This is what's going on with this, this gentleman. We really need you to relay this message. And so I, I just heard the conversation in my head and I told my husband, I said, I'll be right back. And he's like, really? And I'm like, just five minutes. Well, a long story short, I said some random words to this gentleman and he bust out in tears. And I said, you know, your family loves you and you're still needed here. And there's so much left of your life that it's not time for you. And so he was just crying. He goes, I was literally getting ready to go home and pretty much commit suicide because he was done. And I was like, well, I'm, this is what's coming for. And he goes, I needed that so much. And the guy ended up following up with me about two years later, got his act cleaned up. He was no longer doing any of the drugs or anything that he was doing before and actually got himself a really good gig and a job. And he is like, you know, I know you don't know me and I appreciate what you had to say. And he goes, it really did make a huge difference in my life. And I'm like, Thank you. Like, I love hearing those kinds of success stories. And I still talk to this gentleman every once in a while. He'll check in and he'll just be like, guess what? Everything's still going good. And he'll, you know, and I I didn't even know the guy, but I was also in this work for a long time before I got comfortable enough to just start going up to strangers in public and saying, hey, 
I have a message for you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. It just, it's audible. I can hear the conversations and I can see the conversations happening in my mind. Mm-hmm. Very, very interesting. Very, very interesting stuff you're talking about. I love it. I just love it. And so when you say you see, you, you know, the, I understand the here, but when you see, I want you to expand a little bit more. Like, do you mean like remote viewing? Like, can you go somewhere and see something somewhere else? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can do that. Yes. And the way that I practice that view is I would sit and I would have an apple in front of me and I would close my eyes and I would envision that apple just as it was. And then I would take that apple and I would envision it at some place like the St. Louis arch. And so I would see the arch in my mind and I would see the apple right below the arch sitting in the grass. And so I was able to visually take myself to different places. Some people like to call it astral travel. Some people call it you know, just tuning in or, you know, projection, however you want to look at that. Um, But I was able to start doing bigger things. And so one of the things that I liked doing was my in-laws house, they had people going in and out all the time. And so she had a lot of crazy energy in that home. I could close my eyes and remotely see her entire house. And so I could go through energetically from a distance and clear and reset her home just by being able to concentrate, close my eyes and see her home within my own mind's eye. Wow. That's incredible. I love this stuff. I just love it. So tell me, what else can you do? (laughs) (laughs) So I actually grew beyond just mediumship. I very rarely do sessions anymore. However, I still use my mediumship skills um, when I'm working one-on-one with my clients. And the way that I use those skills is I connect to their team because everybody has their own team. Everybody has their own guardian angels, however you want to look at it. Regardless of what your beliefs are, we have external forces that are here to support us and guide us. Oh, yes. And so I work with them. And so when people come to me for healing or for coaching or whatever that is, I'm connecting to their team, getting all the information that I need to, whether it's going through their Akashics, whether it's working with them one-on-one and stuff that they're doing now, whether it be health and nutrition, um, whatever that looks like for them, I'm getting all the information I need from their team and pulling that here to the human side so I can work with my clients and really get to the root cause of what it is they're struggling with and what it is that they're trying to achieve. And so it's really fascinating to see where I was before and how I played with everything when I first started to where I am now and how I took it from, oh, this is fun, light and airy to now let me use this on a professional side and actually some work done and see those quantum shifts that our, my clients are looking for. And one of the things I absolutely love doing is teaching children how to trust their instincts and how to work on so healing important. themselves and all of the things, because if we can teach our children to do that, then what is the world going to shift into whenever our children have the right tools to properly navigate and listen to their own instincts and their own intuition and to Mm -hmm. do what is authentically best for them, whatever that looks like, and then make the choice for themselves and not be forced upon them. Like so many of us have had happen throughout our entire lives. And so that's how I live. I like to move forward from 
just where I was to where I can be now. And I love empowering women to do the same so that they too can make these amazing changes and shifts that they want to see in their lives mm-hmm. and to just really get comfortable and trusting their instincts and making the decisions that feel most in alignment with who they are. Mm-hmm. No, uh, you have to be really grounded to do the work that you do. I remember I was around 27 and I was experiencing a lot of different things. I knew things and I knew things I didn't want to know. And, and some things were scary. And I asked the skills to be taken away. I wasn't grounded enough. I was a new mom and I grew up with a lot of intuition myself and these abilities. Um, But as I started to get older, I grew them more, I saw more, and it scared the crap out of me. Okay. And I'm like, uh, you know, I, I don't want any of this. It wasn't bad stuff. It was just I wasn't grounded enough in order to handle uh, what was coming in. Um, but now, of course, and then <clears throat> later on in years, I asked them to come back one by one, because there's a lot of gifts that uh, people are uh, able to have if they want them, if they call them in. But I really like your caution. You know, you need to be careful because there is that, that, you know, the other side of this. But also there's the side of knowing things that you're not ready to know. And you can't use the information because you wouldn't tell that person because there's some stuff that you just, you wouldn't want to tell that person. Mm -hmm. And it's very wonderful conversation we're having here. I love it so much. You're listening to the Rhonda Grant show right now, whose podcast has been treated with digital audio health by my sponsor, Cymatrex. And today we are speaking with Tiffany Patterson, and she's going to let you know how you may reach her. Yeah, so I'm on all the social media platforms. You can search me by going to Sacred Lotus and the Healing Hut mm-hmm. or Sacred Wellness Journey on Instagram and TikTok. And I also have a website, which is sacredlotustmp.com. TMP, what does that stand for? Tiffany Marie Patterson. <laughs> Tiffany Marie Patterson, there you go. Yes. So Tell me, have you spent time in meditation in growing your skills? Or have you just been one of these people who have just stepped into your power as a woman and realized that you could help people so much that you just kept going forward? I, a little bit of both. So it's really natural to me. I continue my education all the time. I want to stay up to current levels of understanding because as we as a human race continue to evolve we are able to hold and understand more of this energetic work as we continue to raise our own vibrations and so i'm constantly looking at ways to improve what i've already learned so that i can continue to equip my clients with the same because there's a lot of information out there There's so many different paths that you can go down when it comes to energy work and intuition and all of the things. Mm -hmm. And so my job is to personalize your, not really plan, but understanding so that you can find a more clear track on where to go next and what really aligns with who you are. Because as much as I love astrology, astrology is not my jam, but I know so many fantastic women who are amazing astrologists. And 
that I think is a really key point into understanding our birth charts and all of the things. And so, you know, what aligns with me is not going to align with you, but I'm going to do my best to get you to the right tools and information um, so that you can learn and dive into the things that really do align with who you are and who you're looking to shift into as you continue to evolve in this amazing human, human experience that we have. Yes. What extraordinary discovery have you found, Tiffany? For me, I think the biggest thing that I found so amazing about all of this is the amount of support, the amount of people who are in the same boat as I am, who knows there's something different, who knows there's something more, who knows that there's got to be a different way and just the rally behind it, especially after everything that's happened in 2019 and 2020, the rise of people really wanting to step into their own voice and their own power has just been such an amazing, I don't mean revolution almost. And so well, it is, yeah, you know, and it's amazing because whenever I first started this, it was so hush hush and now seeing this growth and this passion that's behind wellness and wanting to really connect into yourself intuitively and face all of those levels, you know, physical, mental, and spiritual is just so amazing and so beautiful. And it's really, it's such an honor just to see every woman's journey going through this, every person's journey going through this, because everybody's journey is unique to their own experiences And being able to witness that, I think, is just such an amazing opportunity. And I'm so grateful to be in the position that I am to help make that happen. Beautiful. I'm so glad you left Edward Jones. (laughs) (laughs) So you feel, I would think, that you, okay, do you feel that you've been called or you've crafted your journey or a bit of both? I, I really do. I I I didn't look for this. This was definitely not on my radar whenever I was growing up. So we don't look for it. No, (laughs) it found me. And I'm very grateful that my team and, you know, the higher powers definitely didn't give up on me when they did, because, you know, I did go about it wrong. And I realize that now, and I've made peace with that. And I've gone back and reconciled as much as I could. Um, with the other spiritual beings that I may have angered in the process. And so I, I do feel like it was something that I was called to do. And I'm so grateful that I had the right people put in my life to get on this path that I am now. And I've had the amazing opportunity to continue my education and travel across the U S and Canada and just continue getting hands-on and to continue um, expanding my knowledge. And so it's a little bit of both. I, I do reach out to see where my next leg of information is going to come from. But I also mm-hmm. do feel like that this was something that I, I was given the opportunity to do. And I'm really grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you stepped into your mission, you stepped into your work, because sometimes people ignore those intuitive hits, some people call them the guidance they don't have the courage, maybe not in this lifetime. And sometimes we get nudged by our soul, by our spirit, in a direction that we should be going because that's our life purpose. And when we don't listen, when we don't pay attention, that's when big obstacles come in our place, either, either to slow us down and to make us do some thinking or to speed us up, right? 
And so I really appreciate all the information you're giving uh, our audience. Is there anything that I haven't asked you that you'd like to talk about? Yeah, I, honestly, you just made a really great point. You know, one of the biggest obstacles that we have is our own fears. And whenever we let our fears step in the way, or when we let ego step in the way, that's what holds us back from truly reaching those aha moments that we're looking for. And so when you're giving opportunities that might seem a little bit more out of the box or scary or something that you're just not sure about or uncomfortable about, lean into it just a little bit more. Get mm-hmm. more curious, see what lines up, be open to any and all possibilities that are for your highest good, because what we desire is on the other side of that fear. And if we're not comfortable enough to lean into that fear and figure out, hey, why is this terrifying me? Like, mm-hmm. what's going on? What's holding me back? Why? Then we're not open to expanding and really creating more of that abundance that we're looking for. And so just be honest with yourself, you know, look into the fears, lean into them a little bit more. Mm-hmm. If this fear is even yours, it could be, you know, somebody else's fears, who knows, because not everything mm-hmm. we feel is ours. And so that's something that we have to lean into as well. And mm-hmm. you know, see, Hey, is this really going to take me where I want it to go? Or is this a legit fear of my life? No, this is a bad decision kind of thing. And you'll know the difference. And I know that's very vague, but when you're fearful mm-hmm. because it's new and it's expansive and it's uncharted territory, it's an excited fear. Whereas if it's yeah. not for you, it's going to, it's going to fall flat on its face. It's going to feel disgusting. It's going to feel gross. Yeah. And there's a very distinct difference between the two. So mm-hmm. see if it's actually legitly fear or if it's not meant to be, because mm-hmm. when we step into that fear and we face it is when we start making those big amazing shifts in our lives that we so desperately desire. Yes. And, you know, when we started the podcast, you talked about the church teachings. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people who they're anchored in the church. And even though they'd like to go and do what you did, they don't have the courage. I mean, you have bravery that a lot of people would not have, right? Because you left home, you left your parents, you left the church because you wanted to discover that part of you. But a lot of people will not step into the gifts, into their gifts, their unique self, because of the people that they surround themselves with, not just churches, but the people that they surround themselves with don't support it, don't believe, and all of those things. And it it takes a lot to to live the way you've meant to come here, the way you've meant to gift, share your gift with the world. And, and we don't know it until we know it. And I remember when I was writing my book after a near-death experience that I wanted to use a pen name because I did not want people to know that there was that part of me. And before it was published, I decided to go with my name. And the doors of opportunity just flew open in front of me as soon as it's an international best-selling book. And the doors just opened wide. And, you know, we don't know that. We don't know what's on the other side of the curtain. You know, our veil is down and we can't see why we're put here until we step into the trueness of ourselves. And I'm really happy that you did because you are helping so many people find themselves, find their way and helping them 
step into their selves. And I think that that's just beautiful. Love it. Thank you so much. I do too. I just love it. I've just loved our conversation. Thank you so much for being on the show and spending uh, your time with us. And uh, yeah, I hope to see you back on sometime. Thank you so much for having me. This was such a great conversation and opportunity. And I appreciate you and everything that you're doing. And, you know, I, I can't wait to work with you more in the future. Thank you very much. Theme song for the Rhonda Grant show is Sun on the Water, composed and performed by my friend John Park Wheeler. This is Rhonda Grant with the Rhonda Grant Show, author of Magical Forces Within, Extraordinary Discoveries in an Ordinary Life, inviting you to look for the magical forces within yourself today and Thanks for tuning day. in to the Rhonda Grant Show with your host, Rhonda Grant. If you would like to find out more information about Rhonda and her upcoming guests and the work that she does, go to her website, rhondagrantauthor.com. That's rhondagrantauthor.com. Digital Audio Health by Cymatrax.